Welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast, where parents can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth. Today is a network exclusive. I brought on two guests for my interview today, Clay and Julia Brockelman, who are the hosts of Reapcast, part of the Fade to Gray Network. We're going to talk about their experience as homeschool kids and then flip it and talk about how they are now homeschool parents. Enjoy. This is the Reapcast. Parents go and they release the hellions with no manners, respect, or anything else onto this part. Welcome to the Reapcast. We're talking about being naked. <laughs> Thing in the Bible, who always gets the shaft is right. the person following the leader. So for all you parents out there, it doesn't matter how you raise your kids, <laughs> they might just end up the opposite of what you taught them. Well, Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast, everybody. I am joined today with Clay and Julia Brockelman from the Reapcast. These guys are new to the Fade to Gray Network, and we are really excited to be uh, teaming up with them and they are a homeschool family. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thank you. Hi, hi. I thought it would be cool to have you guys on our show, on my show. This one is a my show one. Yeah, It's all yours. <laughs> oh, my. I keep forgetting which show I'm on. I'm like, I'm on too many shows right now. It's all we, except for this one. <laughs> so I thought it would be cool to have you guys on because my show was for homeschoolers, and you two were both homeschooled as kids, and you homeschool your children currently. Is that correct? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. So how many kids do you guys have? We have three kids. I was going to say right now, but that's it. Like, we're yeah, done. Yeah, no, we're done. We're, no more. <laughs> we're not no going to be the stereotypical 10, 10 children family. Not unlike my own. Nice. <laughs> and you guys are second generation homeschool kids. Both of you. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to remember if my mom was homeschooled. No, she wasn't. She went to pub- public school. So yeah, that would make us just second generation so, Julia, were uh, how many years of your childhood were you homeschooled? Oh, I was homeschooled for all of them. Uh, my mom had 10 kids, and I think she put the first two in school for a few years and then hated it. And then, like, from then on out, it was complete homeschool up until the last two. So all the, all the middle kids got homeschooled. <laughs> the first two got public nice. school, and the last two got... Uh, public school us in the middle we didn't we didn't get a chance (laughs) so you're one of the middle kids then yes right smack dab well uh, six isn't in the middle but it's close (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's impressive that's impressive and clay what about you how many years were you homeschooled as a kid all of them okay not a one day of public school either my oldest brother was because he had cp but that's about it Wow, that's impressive. So, and there's just two of you in your family, as far as kids go, siblings. Uh, uh no. Well, there was three of us. There was my uh, sister Nancy, my older brother Noah, and then when I was twelve, yeah, twelve, my uh, younger brother Isaiah was born, and so we were all okay. homeschooled. So okay. So back to you, Julia. What style of homeschooling? What approach did your mom take with your homeschool? My mom had a very interesting approach because um, she is a very free spirit kind of person. Um, And my dad was not. He was a Marine and everything was supposed to be very just uh, organized, straight by the book. Everything had a place. Everything had a time. (laughs) 
And so their dy- their dynamic of trying to mix those two did not, I don't know if it executed well. <laughs> um, so it was very, um, we had schedules, but my, my mom, my mom every once in a while would just be like, eh, who cares about the schedule? Let's just go do something else. <laughs> just don't tell your dad. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was very, um, you know, in the mornings you wake up, we have breakfast, we do our chore, we do our school for this amount of time, and we have lunch. If you had any school left over, you know, you did it subject by subject. We had all the curriculum, like it was very laid out, but the ex- the actual, whether we did it or not was very <laughs> different. I don't remember <laughs> a lot of school before, I want to say first, second grade. I don't really know what she did then. At about second grade for me is when it got really rigid. Uh, before that, it was pretty just, you know, you can read. Okay, great. You know, we, we she taught us how to read. She would teach us the basics. But it was usually just go run outside and learn what you can and come back when it's time to eat. <laughs> nice. Um, so that was mine. What about you, babe? Yeah, what about you, Clay? Um, so I literally refer to my, my upbringing in uh, radical unschooling is um, cage, uh, organic cage-free, um, <laughs> free-range children. Yeah pretty much yeah, is, sure. is what I refer yeah. to mine as it's uh it was like the wild west of homeschooling okay um explain I mean that's, yeah that's really all I know because like? it's, it's so it looks like literally you wake up if you decide to wake up that day um oh, I mean you can okay. literally sleep all day if you see fit it took a very um, dark turn I mean not that dark dear <laughs> lord and so you can uh you can do what you want like you know I want coffee today fine um, and of course there's some extremes to that. Like, you know, I'm going to wake up, uh, what do you want to do today, Timmy? I want to try some weed mom. And that was like, okay. Um, wow. so yeah, um, it was pretty radical. Um, not in like the good radical that you would hear in the nineties, <laughs> but more like that was some extreme stuff. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it's really hard to say because it changed. Like we, she tried homeschooling the proper way. You know, we used a Becca and all these Saxon books and, you know, whatever other junk that was out that year for homeschooling. I hate um, those which books so much. I, I, I commend people <laughs> who can use those books. Like I, if you use them and you use them well, fine. That I is great. Um, I absolutely hate them. But like when they you try to take someone. type of people. It's true. Yeah. When you take someone who's used to not doing school in any form or fashion and then tell them hey you have to do this day in and day out yeah there was like a small mutiny in my household that's a a hard pendulum swing oh yeah yeah it was so yeah it was very radical very open um i didn't really do anything until high school when i chose to um and pretty much it was autodidact living so self-taught everything so explain the philosophy behind that real quick like yeah uh, the philosophy behind what why why do that what did it look like too i mean how far how far behind were you like how much oh i didn't learn to read until i was 13 um and i only learned to read because i could talk to girls on the internet that way um wow yeah um and so i taught myself to read um from there um taught myself math uh basic algebra basic everything uh because i went and bought the book um and started doing so um for me honestly most of my childhood was pretty much standard 
I didn't know any different. So for me, there's no comparison. I just played with friends all day. I went outside, played all day. Um, you know, I watched movies, whatever. I went to friend's house, stayed weeks on end at friend's house because, well, they were radical unschoolers too. So that's what you did. It was like every day was summer camp pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and the philosophy behind them doing it that way um, was that kids will learn when they're ready and they will learn better because they're learning it themselves and they'll, they'll, it, it'll attach better. And there's some, there is some truth inside of that lie, but it became neglect versus, you know, actual mm. parenting. Yeah. So I, I have heard um, there is a movement f- towards that end somewhat in the homeschool communities um, with, with that whole wild and free idea. Um, now they kind of reapproached it where there is still structure involved, but that unschooling is really starting and, and the wild and free unschooling is really starting to take off again. So it'll be interesting to see in 10, 15 years time, how these kids turn out, I guess I'd say like, cause <laughs> it, it's happened? just interesting. It's, it's a whole new approach to me from what I'm used to. Right. So, same. So going back to you guys then, you you get married. Did you know like when you got married that you would want to homeschool any children you would have? I think so. Or was that something you had to discuss later? No, I think it's what it was, but also like I don't know. So when we married us versus children us versus now us are three different people. It's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, drastically <laughs> like um we wouldn't be having this conversation without some mash pushback. Like when we first got married and decided to homeschool, we were the super Christian, super conservative, super legalistic Christians when we first started. So we were homeschooling to keep them away from the great Satan, the school. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That makes like sense. we were on that side of the coin. Um, I grew up okay. on the side of the coin where it's just a failed system and they don't want it to fail you. Mm-hmm. I grew up because they're going to teach you evolution if you go to school. So you have to teach them the yeah. proper biblical values. Because the ah. public school isn't going. And that was my main motivation and, you know, the pressure from my mom to homeschool because, right. you know, yeah. growing up the way she did, she was very convinced that anybody who went to public school was going to turn out to be an atheist and a demon worshiper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, when when we first got together, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to homeschool. Like, that's it. We're And we were pretty much in agreement over that. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't like schooling and I still hold the same view. Um now but the thing is from for me back then it was i didn't want them going to school one to get bullied because there was a lot of that especially here in the south um and i didn't want them to go and learn you know atheism and all these other things as well that was part of it and so we were yeah we were 100 percent agreement that's what we wanted um the motives have changed now yeah the motives have changed now i think drastically (laughs) so in what ways and how did that happen? Um, I think time, really, and like getting like getting woke to a lot of different ideas and concepts, politically, religiously, like all over the place. So it's the only way I know how to describe it, okay? All right? All right. How about this? We grew 
and character. That is the and most like super Christian term ever. You know, we grew in the Lord and we really learned. Like that's what that is. That's like super Christianese coming out. No, we allowed Thanks, ourselves legalism. exposure to people who are outside of our normal social circles and found out, oh, people who go to public school don't turn out to be awful people. <laughs> like and uh, we were able to kind of compare and contrast, like, oh, okay, maybe we were wrong a little bit about this. Well, we were wrong a, a lot on why, <laughs> like on the wrong. reasoning. Um, <laughs> but for us now, it um, it's more so like we don't put them in school because the system is failed. Like that's the only reason. It's that the system here in the South is based on testing only. Um, there is no education. When you talk to a kid about his history class, he only knows the answers on the test. That's it. He doesn't know anything else or she doesn't know anything else. They just know what to get passed on the test because that's what teachers teach. Well, and we've done a lot of research into our own school systems because there's been times where I've gone, oh, I cannot do this anymore. I don't have the type of patience and mm-hmm. the type of resolve <laughs> to do three young girls yeah. under 10. One, you know, Let's see. Let's check into the schools around our area and see if we can put them in maybe just for a year just to give me a time to get my resources together and figure out what I'm going to do for the next year. And, yeah. and what we found out about the local school system was terrifying. <laughs> so we said, uh, nope, we're just going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe if we move, we'll we'll, we'll find a better uh, school system. Maybe, maybe they're out there, but they're not here. <laughs> right. Yeah, Julia, are you the primary homeschool parent in the between the two yes. of you? I'm. I, I stay okay. home with the kids, and Clay goes to work. We're a nuclear traditional family. <laughs> <laughs> Myra, <Marvel. laughs> I hate that term too. <laughs> what nuclear or traditional? Kind of both. Millennials, we're just going to throw the entire vocabulary out and start another. Start with another just one. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, so, what is your um, what is your approach then to, with your kids? Being that you have experience being a homeschool mm-hmm. kid, and then Clay has experience being a homeschool kid. Do you use some of the similar um, things that your mom used and his mom used, or what's your approach to homeschooling? I think right now I'm confused. Um, not about the question, just about how I'm doing things. <laughs> because uh, I I kind of took, you know, the beginning part of homeschooling, kind of took what I, my experience was. So I was very rigid on, okay, you know, the beginning of the school year, here's this schedule, you know, 10 to 11, we're going to do math, 11 to 12, we're going to do science, you know, and I had it all planned out. And then I'd wake up and the whole day would just go. <laughs> things you know the whole day would explode and it'd be 12 o'clock and we haven't done any schoolwork or you know it's 12 o'clock and we spent the last three hours on one math question (laughs) and I'm pulling my hair out like what do I do so I'm kind of torn between (laughs) like I really like structure and I really like uh you know planned out days but I am terrible at execution (laughs) I'm terrible at following (laughs) them because whoever props to whoever can actually do that like I see so many homeschool moms are like oh yeah you know it's 12 o'clock and they have their snack break and it's 15 minutes on the dot <laughs> it's not me I can't do it yeah. I've tried so hard I've, how long have I been homeschooling we have a 10 year old fifth grade <sighs> six years six ish years yeah, yeah and I've every year I, I'm so excited in September <laughs> because I'm like I'm this is my year I'm gonna do it and then I you know 
October runs around and I'm just w- looking around going, how do I do this? How did I think I could do this? Um, so I, yeah. you know, I think it's kind of a mix of both. I definitely, some days will just like, you know what, mental health day, kids, we're going to go play all day. That's what we're doing. I can't, I can't teach you anything today. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything from yeah. me. So let's just go outside and play. And those days are usually a lot more productive than days where I have it rigidly sought out. So maybe I did take a few things from your mom and just be like, you know what, we're just going to free range today. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, there is something, there is something to be said for the free range. I've I've been using that a lot through this whole COVID crisis because mm-hmm. my brain can't handle life at all. When March twelfth hit, I was, I was done. Yeah, I was done. I, def- I definitely feel <laughs> my that. mental health just. <laughs> Yeah, there were phone calls to psychiatrists. Let's just yeah. put it that way. My therapist <laughs> has heard a lot, <laughs> and I've had a lot of re- reassurance yep. from my therapist. Going, it's you're good. You're in the middle of something. If you yep. don't don't expect your kids to be doing well, you're not doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was told as well. So, what do you think, Clay? Um, yeah. So we definitely combined in a lot of ways. Like Julia is the now more rigid one on like it has to be this way. We got to do this, and. I'm like, look, do they know how to read? Do they know how to write? Do they know how to do basic math? Um, because nah, they should be doing calculus by fifth grade. Uh, if, I don't know what if they're doing about. calculus by fifth grade, we're raising, <laughs> we are determining what they're doing. So I'm, I'm very big on, and I kind of what, what I, I think got mixed in was the, um, teaching them to love to learn, not teaching, not really teaching them, per se. You teach them the basics of what they need, the building blocks for learning. And then you inspire them to go out and actually use it and investigate and do those type of things themselves. Um, if they want to go learn calculus and they want to do that, they can do that. Um, but we're also, I'm also very big on not teaching things that they're never going to use. Um, like we're not going to teach calculus unless, you know, one of them comes and goes, hey, I want to do something in the medical field. Well, calculus is going to help you there. Um, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. things like that. We're, we're going to... to facilitate those things um but yeah but it is a very laid-back approach in the sense of using very unconditional thing unconventional things not unconditional unconventional things to uh (laughs) to teach with um that all things are teachable not just from a book so yeah so your homeschool library is it like um, do you guys usually stick with a box curriculum like Sunlight or Rebecca, or is it all over the place? It eclectic, is all like over my the house. place. We have a very limited edition library. It's called Google. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kindle books. Kindle books. Um, we we use what Khan Academy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So there is an online curricul- curriculum called Khan Academy. K H A N. Um, it's got full K through twelve resources on online quizzes, online videos that teach specific. Um, heck, I'm I've learned from it. There's there's a I don't I don't know what I don't know if it's Common Core. I always heard bad stuff about it, but whatever they're teaching, it finally taught me how to math well because I can never do it the way I was taught. <laughs> and so I was sitting there nice. watching with my fourth grader. I'm like. That is so much easier than the way I was taught how to do it. Um, But the the videos are great, and it's uh, mostly for math and history, and um, what else do we use for grammar? Coding. 
So that's where they do a lot of those subjects. And then um, we have our own history books. We go to the library and check out books on history from there, too. We have a subscription to what uh, is Scribed, which is an online um, reading resource uh, where you can... It's kind of like Netflix for books, but it's online. So you get to choose a book and it's free as long as you pay a subscription. So they read a lot. They have a fire tablets. Yeah. They have little tablets that they'll read off of that. And then, you know, of course we're going to the library and checking out books and that's where they do a lot of out, out loud reading. They get to pick books to read out loud. That's in their grade level. So it's, I'm all over the place (laughs) when it comes to a a curriculum. That's fair. What would you say is like when people come to you and say, how do I homeschool? Where do I start? what is like the one resource for children that you're like, this is the one thing that you just have to have in order to homeschool? <laughs> Patience. A therapist. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> that is. What you say? A therapist. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. A therapist. You have that to have a therapist, therapist to homeschool properly. <laughs> uh, also true. <laughs> um, Jeez. Honestly, and that's our sound. <laughs> I think it just might be because I absolutely love reading, but um, just reading time with your kids. Uh, we've had more conversations and more things have been learned just by me reading out loud to them or them reading to me um, than most. <laughs> most of the time I spent trying to, okay, here's how you add two plus two. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of life lessons are taught to me and to them when we're just sitting down reading a book together. And I think if you can kind of instill that love of reading, that'll help them learn, like you were saying, Clay, uh, on their own to love, you know, researching for themselves. And, you know, if they want to learn something, they, they go learn it. Um, and that's kind of what I'm hoping is happening with them. You know, when they want to learn something, they go, what, what do I need to where do I research this? Well, they don't say research, but you know, what do I need to look up in order to <laughs> learn uh, what this thing that I don't know? And um, I think that is um, invaluable as a kid and as an adult. Um, so mine, this is again, very unconventional, uh, video games. All right. Um, so it sounds very odd, but there is a lot of study behind, especially kid appropriate games. Like, so there's a game called Humans Fall Flat, where you're this little human-esque blob and you have to work with a team or another player to move objects and figure out puzzles um so and it's literally just a problem solving game but it's in a world where they can design their own little character and you know customize it and have some expression but along with some puzzles that get harder as they go and will even be above their age count to figure out but they eventually will end up doing so because kids are determined most of them are you know um, or games like Minecraft. Um, Minecraft is used in most um, most schools now for a lot of different things. Um, it is. It is used for architectural design and graphic design, and it's used in graphic design schools now a little bit too. Um, and so, I mean, it's just a you're placing blocks of different colors in different functions next to each other. Um, you have farming, so you have agriculture inside of a game, and Honestly, it's it's something fun and inviting to do, and you can do with them. Um, and that's, I don't know, for me, that's helped show them, honestly, a lot of hard life lessons, like death, teaching that through a video game, mm-hmm. even though you respawn, but them asking, why do I die? 
and having that talk yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, and yes, I've had that talk with our seven-year-old Emma. She's a little morbid, but we love her. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, video games, again, age appropriate and the ones your kids can handle are great resources, especially now. Um, they deal with some very big life lessons, but also engage their mind in such a way that it makes those lessons a little easier to take. Not Fortnite. Sorry. Fortnite's out the window. No, Fortnite was made by Satan. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's the Satanist agenda. Um, but, but no, so yeah, that's, for me, that's mine. <laughs> I know mine was really abstract, but I, I'll, I'll go back to Khan Academy. <laughs> it's probably saved my life on so many things. <laughs> yeah, teach them to read, but an actual palatable resource would be Khan Academy because the the, uh, the, the videos are amazing. The yeah. teachers who teach the specific subjects are really engaging. It's not just this monotone. Here's how you... Uh, it's very very lively and uh my my girls absolutely love it and they always have since they started at kindergarten <laughs> well i'm i'm a very avid uh book addict and uh so the reading aloud thing is i am all about that and like my favorite resource as a parent to suggest to other parents is sarah mckenzie's book the read aloud family so, and that's all that. it's about is like reading aloud to your kids. You need to read it, Julia. You need to read it. Read it. Right. Read it. I'm writing read it down. It. I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay. So what, what's, what's a resource that you suggest to parents to encourage them in homeschooling? Is there like a podcast you listen to or a book you've read or a blog or a website or? I have nothing. So for me. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> for me, it's a book that I hold really dear. And this is like, I guess, one of the fonder memories of being radically unschooled. Um, it's a book called Educational Little Tree, or The Education of Little Tree. Little oh, Tree. Yes. Not, so okay. it's about the story of this kid, I forget which exact time frame, um, but right after the Old West type of stuff. And he went to live with his grandparents, and I believe the grandfather or grandmother was Indian. And so they had this very Indian way of learning and teaching. Like, he was, what am I learning today? And she goes, go walk the river. And he would learn about spiders and all these things. And it's very free range, but it's, it is, um, hmm, how would you say? It is promoting the radical unschooling side more, but the points and the motive behind what they're doing is you can have all the resources in the world, but it's really what your, what the resources your kid needs, um, that there's no one book to teach you. This is what, Timmy, Billy, and Jane need, they're all going to need different books. They're all going to need different paths to follow. Um, and it's about being able to adapt to those and seeing that a little bit. But it's a very poetic way of, of saying it. So, I, As I'm sitting here, I have absolutely no idea what I've read <laughs> along the way to, 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 to recommend to other parents. It's always just kind of been just kind of firsthand experience. Um... Well, that's something. I know there's probably some. I'll I'll send you a link if I could think of it. <laughs> uh, well, even even that, like, what has encouraged you as a homeschool mom on your homeschool journey? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I I really don't know. <laughs> Just being able to. I know this is a stereotypical thing to say, but being able to spend time with my kids and have that kind of freedom to go you know what, you know, let's go learn about, you know, blank, and we're just going to go. 
you know, there's no, there's not, there's not, I don't, there's no pressure on them to perform. There's no pressure. If they're having a bad day, we can say, you know what, you're having, you're struggling today. Just go chill. It's cool. You know, we can pick back up tomorrow. We can do an extra day at the end of the school year. We can catch up. There's no, there's no pressure to, you know, there's not that, uh, (laughs) might get in trouble for saying that, but there's no like capitalistic pressure to produce something and to be productive, you know, and their value isn't what they're producing. It's, hey, we're learning. This is why we're learning. That, that's it. There's no, like, you have to get this grade. You have to do this. It's just, are you learning? Have you figured out, you know, how to read? <laughs> you know, have you figured out this, you know, certain history? That's it. There's no, that's been encouraging to me to not see that weight on 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 the kids and I'm not saying that's you know terrible for kids who do set or parents who do send their kids to public school like so they're better just for me I'll, I I just don't like that <laughs> and I and I don't want to see them downtrodden by that that's <laughs> that's not the clearest answer to your question but that's all I got <laughs> it's okay it's all right it's all good it's it's I like seeing other people's perspectives. I like seeing and hearing what people would say to those questions. That's why I like to ask that one because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I think as much as homeschool can be diverse, our answers to that one question are very diverse. Yeah. Too. So, well, Clay, Julia, or coming to the end here. Thank you so much for being on my show. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Could you uh, plug your podcast and your socials if anybody wants to look you guys up? Yeah. So you can find our podcast, The Reapcast, um, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there. Um, our main ones are iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, those seem to be the most popular spots people find us. Um, and you can even find us at uh, reapcast.simplecast.com. Uh, that's our main host's website. Um, and that'll have some stuff every now and then that's kind of just specific to that site. Um, also find us on, uh, Patreon. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Reapcast. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and on Instagram too, which I found. And on our forgotten (laughs) Instagram that, uh, I obviously created in a moment of, oops, this will be nice and I'll forget about it later moment. <laughs> I, I'm teasing Clay about this one, y'all. So he'll <laughs> like his page and he'll be like, what is all this following? I have going eight on? followers <laughs> and I have yet to post anything on there. And there's eight followers on that page. I don't know what to, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much where you can find us. And I mean, four in tow is one of them. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, you can also find us uh, on Facebook, uh, you know, Clay Brockelman, uh, when you go on Facebook. Um, I don't have any homeschool specifics. I am very random on my social media. So, I mean, if you're into that, you can look me up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where can they find you? Uh, Julia Brockelman on Facebook. (laughs) And you have a Twitter. I do have a Twitter, but I am very, very loud on Twitter. (laughs) Okay, it's Chair22. Don't ask me about the name. I really don't know about that either. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So listeners, I'll post links to all of these in the show notes so you guys can follow up with Clay and Julia. So we'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Foreign Toe Podcast. Be sure to go follow Reapcast and Foreign Toe Podcast on the podcast app of your choice.
You can find Foreign Toe on Facebook, Instagram, and on Patreon at, at Foreign Toe Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Foreign Toe Pod. Have a great week. And until next time, remember, when it comes to educating your kids, you guys, you've got this.